Welcome back to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today we are talking about reset weeks. And if you're an Evelyn member, you know about these. I did an episode two years ago now talking about reset weeks and how to take them. And really since then, we've gotten a lot of questions about them, a lot of concerns about them. And I've also updated my stance on them slightly. So even if you're a member and you know about reset weeks inside and out, you've taken them, you've experienced them yourself. I still want you to listen to this episode because I think you'll get some takeaways from this. So I want to talk about what a reset week is and why they can be beneficial. And then I'll address some common concerns with updated research. So we'll address how often should you take them? We'll address if you will lose muscle or progress, which is a big concern that a lot of people have. I'm going to talk about a lot of studies when we talk about that. I'll talk about what type of activity you should do during a reset week. Should you take a reset week if you're feeling good and you're not experiencing any symptoms? How should you eat when you're taking a reset week? Again, another big question that we get. And then a lot of people are concerned that if if they're exercising less during that week and burning less calories, quote unquote, will they gain weight if they're taking a reset week? So those are all things that I want to address today. So let's get into it. The more widespread term for a reset week is in the strength and conditioning world is a deload. So in Evola land, we call them reset weeks. It's just kind of something that the term that we kind of um, came up with to call these deload weeks, but really it's just a deload week or some time off exercise. So deloading is an intentional time period off intense lifting, which is usually anywhere from five to seven days. And the reason for these is they help manage fatigue. They help avoid overtraining and they help improve adherence and motivation to your training. So they are very beneficial. And when it comes to muscle growth, which muscle growth, by the way, is that quote unquote toned look. That's where that comes from is growing your muscles. But one thing that people gloss over when it comes to muscle growth is that protein synthesis, the protein buildup has to exceed protein breakdown. In the fitness world, we're taught to do more and more and more, constantly breaking our body down, but we're not looking at the recovery, at the synthesis. And to get that quote unquote toned look, to build that muscle, we have to have protein synthesis in excess of the breakdown. So this means that you have to recover properly and you have to eat enough protein so that you have an abundant amino acid profile to actually build new tissue. This also means that your tissues, of course, need the proper stimulus via mechanical and metabolic load. So the proper stimulus, as I've talked about in many other episodes, is training close to failure in 30 reps or less. So it's not these marketed like toning workouts where you've got one pound wrist weights on and you're doing arm circles for like five minutes on end, even though that might feel hard, it might burn. That's not what's actually going to give you that toned aesthetic. It's the gaining muscle and gaining muscle requires that you have an excess of protein synthesis over protein breakdown. It requires that you're training properly. So you're lifting with enough stimulus so that you're getting close to failure in 30 reps or less. But as you train consistently with the proper stimulus, there's some evidence to show that certain pathways related to muscle growth may become desensitized. So after some consistency, after you've been training for a period of time, certain pathways might start to become less sensitive to protein synthesis. 
I'll link an interesting study in the show notes that I've talked about before. If you want to learn more about mTOR, the mTOR pathway and how it gets desensitized. But this study showed that after some time off exercise, I believe it was 10 days off exercise, the participants found that certain anabolic pathways related to muscle growth resensitized. And the group was able to avoid plateaus and actually see faster gains. So this means that after some time and consistency of training, you may stop seeing some returns on your investment. In other words, you plateau. And plateaus are common and not always something to be super concerned about. They're going to happen to everyone at some point in their training But when that plateau, when that lack of progress is also accompanied with other negative side effects like soreness that's more than usual, joint pain, decreased motivation, fatigue, moodiness, that's when a deload week is going to be beneficial. So there are several ways to deload with lots of different opinions about what's best. I'm sure um, lots of coaches and trainers could argue about this. You can deload by cutting back training volume or intensity, so doing less sets or using less weight or stimulating your muscle overall less, or you can take an active rest week, which is what we call our reset weeks, which is what we recommend. So let's go over what this could look like, and I'll answer some frequent concerns with updated research. So I take reset weeks personally every 12 weeks, and This is the cadence that my body has kind of become accustomed to. And what's really interesting is when I'm approaching that 12-week mark, my body will start to tell me that it's time for a break. I notice I experience more soreness than usual. I might feel like weaker or disconnected. I notice that I get more easily irritated, like my mood's definitely affected. And in 2022, I gained eight pounds of muscle and I still took three or four reset weeks. And I did all of this without getting injured and burning myself out. Taking dedicated time off lifting is so beneficial to continue progressing both from a mental and a physical standpoint. So that's kind of my cadence of reset weeks tends to be about every 12 weeks. And I swear by them. And again, I saw the proof in the pudding from taking three or four weeks off training over a year period and still gaining about eight pounds of muscle over that year. So what should you do during your reset week? What should this look like? Should you cut out activity altogether? Should you do just do less? There's no literature that I could find that details the best way to do a deload week or a reset week. Again, there's lots of strategies, but I really like taking time off lifting altogether. I think that it gives both your brain and your body a much needed break And what I've found and what a lot of our members have found is that you're more excited to come back. Like you found this kind of refreshed motivation around exercise and it helps you stay more consistent again for the next 12 week period. It also may help resensitize those anabolic pathways related to muscle growth that I touched on earlier that really will help move you forward. So during that time off, It's not like you'll want to be just stationary and just like chill on the couch. You'll still want to continue to exercise in the form of light cardio. This could be bike rides. If you're a jogger, you can jog, you can walk, maybe taking our low impact cardio burst classes or any of our other reset week classes. You want to get your heart rate up every day, but not in an intense way where you feel breathless by any means. So we want to be doing some of that light to moderate intensity cardio most days of the week. 
If you have extra time because you're taking out your lifting session, you could play with that extra time by adding in more cardio than you usually do, more of that light cardio. Um, so we recommend 150 minutes of light to moderate intensity cardio on top of your lifting routine. So if you want to play around with maybe adding a little bit more and see how that feels, you could try that. I know some people do their reset weeks when they have a busy work week or they're on vacation. So adding more than that 150 minutes of light to moderate intensity cardio may not be doable. So I don't want you to overstress about that. And I personally don't intentionally add more cardio into my reset weeks. I just, if I'm on vacation, you know, I'll walk or we'll take hikes or whatever, but I'm not really like trying to intentionally add more. But if you're like, I am in my regular routine and usually at 6.30 on Monday, I'm taking burn and I'm going to go outside for a walk instead. You could try that. And generally, you just want to move every day, get your heart rate up slightly, maybe 100 to 130 beats per minute for 10 to 30 minutes a day. And I kind of see this as just a mental break off intentional or structured exercise. Now, we've also heard from people who say that they take their reset week and when they come back, they find that it really throws them off and they have a hard time getting back into the routine and the cadence of exercising and lifting again. So if that's you and you find that, okay, if I take this time off, like it's going to throw me off, you could continue with your lifting routine, but go much, much lighter in your lifts and don't worry about getting close to failure. So in our classes, we're always cueing you like, uh, keep going with this set until you're, you know, three or four reps shy of failure. Maybe you lift lighter than you usually do. You're not worried about getting close to failure. You might feel your muscles a little bit, but nothing intense by any means. And you're just kind of going through the motions and moving your body. So that's a strategy you could try if you find that completely taking out your lifting routine is going to throw you off. Now, will you see the same anabolic benefits if you keep that training but just go a lot lighter? I don't think there's conclusive evidence there. My guess is that you really would see the best benefits if you took that time off and didn't lift or really challenge your muscles very much and really just allowed for full recovery. But it may be something that you'll have to play with yourself. And whatever approach you take... Really, you'll know you're on the right track if you come back to your regular routine after your reset week and you feel like you can better connect to your muscles, you feel less sore, hopefully any joint achiness has subsided. If you started to notice any of that, you might feel more motivated, overall fresher, and you may feel stronger when you come back. Now, some people say that they don't feel stronger when they come back. They might even feel weaker at first, but what happens is they quickly regain that strength and then some um, after a couple of workouts. So that might just take a couple of workouts to kind of get back into the groove of things. So even if you're not seeing those benefits, if you are coming back from your reset week and you're like, I see no difference It means that you need to manipulate a variable. So you either shorten or extend your reset week. I know people are like, extend? You think you're telling me I need to go longer? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes your body might need a little bit more recovery than you think. So you could extend or shorten your next reset week. You could try doing different types of activity during your reset week. The fun part about training and exercise is that you can't see it as like this rigid thing that everyone does the same way and experiences the same results from at the same period of your life for the rest of your life. 
it really is this moving dynamic routine and you get to be your own scientific experiment. And since we have the rest of our lives to work out, there's no rush in getting it perfect right away. You will try things, learn what worked, learn what didn't work, take some things, leave some things, and then you'll start to develop all of this insight and data of your own body, which is really cool and fun. I found that my ideal reset week is four to five days long. And during that reset week, I usually just walk. Again, some people may benefit from longer reset weeks. It's just something to play with for yourself. Okay. How often do you take a reset week? I said I take mine every 12 weeks or so, and there's no definitive answer on this, but I recommend taking one every eight to 12 weeks. Most of the data when I researched this um, was on trained men, of course, and they took reset weeks or deload weeks much more frequently. Like they took them once a month sometimes or every like four to eight weeks. And men do take longer to recover from resistance training than women do. And this is something that I talked about in episode number 135, if you want to learn more about that. So although I couldn't find a study on resistance train women and kind of the frequency the optimal frequency of deload weeks, my hypothesis would be that because women can recover faster, they may need to take reset weeks less frequently. So I recommend that eight to 12 week mark could be a little less, could be a little more. You can take these reset weeks proactively. So saying like, okay, I've got a vacation coming up in December. So I'm going to be consistent with my routine until December. And then I'm going to take that as my reset week. So taking them proactively kind of planned, or you can take them reactively. So if you're like, okay, I am noticing these symptoms next week, I'm going to go ahead and take a reset week. Like I feel like it's time. So those reactive symptoms to look for would be increased soreness and soreness sometimes happens, but you're looking for increased soreness that's more than usual and in more than one muscle group. Like sometimes I'll just get sore in my quads because we did eccentrics or something, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like in almost every muscle group, you're noticing that you're feeling sore and heavy and like you're just not recovering. You might notice joint achiness or pain. You might notice mood issues like increased irritation. You might feel weaker in your workouts. You might feel like you struggle to connect or activate to certain muscles. And then if you're using a fitness tracker, you might notice that there's a consistent decrease in your HRV. So all of these things are indications that you're not recovering. And remember, if you're not recovering, that protein synthesis is no longer exceeding the protein breakdown and you're not going to be seeing results. So taking a reset week at that time is going to move you forward. So again, you can take them proactively, plan them out, or you can take them reactively based on symptoms. It's probably best practice to take reset weeks reactively, like in an ideal world. You take them when you're noticing those symptoms Because if you're feeling good and you're rocking and rolling, you might not need to take a reset week. Your recovery might be great. You're continuing to make progress. So if you're not experiencing those symptoms, your body's probably doing good. So you might not need a reset week. However, if it's been a solid like 15 weeks, let's say, and you haven't taken a reset week, it's probably time for at least a short reset week, at least four or five days. You will be surprised at the benefits you see when you come back. So I do recommend... You know, if it's been far over 12 weeks and you haven't taken one, go ahead and take one just in case, and you might surprise yourself when you come back. 
I tend to take my reset weeks based on a combination of a both proactive and reactive approach. So if I know I have a vacation coming up, like my next vacation is in early December. So I'm going to plan to take my reset week then. Um, and then sometimes if I don't have a vacation in the near horizon, I'll take them reactively based on some symptoms. So again, my frequency that feels best is right around 12 weeks, but some people may need more frequent, frequent reset weeks. Some people can go a little longer than 12 weeks. You could go based on your symptoms. In our new app, which is so exciting, we will track your workout weeks right on your homepage. You'll see it right on your homepage so you can visually see how close you are to that 12-week mark. Then when you hit that 12 weeks, we'll remind you that it might be time for a reset week. And you can always take those reset weeks sooner, but we prompt this because many people might not be paying attention and, you know, 20 weeks passes and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't taken a reset week. It's time. In the app, what's really cool is you'll be able to switch to reset week mode where your homepage classes will be all replaced with our reset week classes that you can, that are optional that you can take. So we've got cardio, mobility, flow classes that you could all take instead of your lifting classes. Then when you finish that reset week, however long you decide to take anywhere from four to seven ish days, you'll be able to toggle back to the regular programming mode and join back into the lifting routine. Okay. That's reset weeks. Now let's go over some frequently asked questions that I got since the first time I released this episode two years ago. The first in kind of the most common question that we get is, will I lose muscle in progress if I take time off? And this is a totally valid concern. If you've gotten to the point where you've increased your strength, you've increased your muscle mass, you've worked hard for that and it takes a long time and it takes a lot of consistency and the last thing you want to do is lose it. But the short answer is, No, you will not lose strength or muscle mass if you're taking a week off training. I will link a couple studies about this in the show notes. Um, One study looked at participants who took a week off training after four weeks of training, and they saw little or no change in muscle size, and that's four weeks, and we're recommending eight to 12 weeks, right? You might notice a small decrease in the size of your muscles initially, but this is likely related to glycogen and water content not the actual size of your muscle. And that glycogen and water content will be quickly replaced when you get back. So you're probably not, if you're noticing anything, it's probably that water and glycogen, not your actual lean mass that you've worked hard to to build. I want to highlight another study that will hopefully alleviate fear around losing progress. And this is more related to an extended time off exercise, not necessarily a reset week. Um, but this study showed that muscle has quote unquote memory. And even if you lose it, you gain it back faster the second time. So the researchers had these participants trained for seven weeks straight and then they detrained or they stopped training for 22 weeks. And then they started another seven week block of training. The first seven week block, they gained 7% more muscle mass than they did pre-study. And then they lost their muscle mass over the 22 weeks. And then when they came back for the second seven-week block, they gained 12% more lean mass than they had pre-study. So they gained muscle faster the second time around, indicating that your muscle may have this memory. So obviously, I'm not recommending that you take 22 weeks off training. I'm only recommending one week off every eight to 12 weeks. But hopefully, this helps ease your fear that even if... You do need to take 
some extended time off training, even if you do lose strength and muscle mass from taking an extended time off, you will gain it back much easier than you did the first time you started training. Really the first time you start is the hardest part. And then from there, luckily it gets easier. This study was especially promising to me because, you know, as I am looking forward to being postpartum and taking time off exercise, I do expect to lose a little bit of muscle, but it's really promising and, and gives me hope to know that I probably won't lose it all first off. And second off, I'll be able to gain it back relatively quickly. Okay. So that's losing progress. Don't be concerned about losing muscle. You're likely not going to lose lean muscle within that week off training. What about eating during a reset week? This is the second most frequently asked question that we get. I pulled a study that I'll put in the show notes that looked at the ability of trained individuals to keep their lean mass after two weeks off training. So these are people that had been lifting. They took two weeks off and then they, they measured their strength gain or their strength losses and their muscle mass losses. And they found that they retained their muscle mass during this two week time off. So this is yet another data point to not be afraid to take some time off if after you've been consistent. But the, for this group, we were talking about nutrition. I looked at the nutrition of these people and they, during their two week time period off, they kept their caloric intake and their protein intake the same during this time. And I'm not a trained um, RD, I'm not trained in nutrition. So the RDs may be saying something different, but I would recommend keeping your eating about the same. People are afraid of gaining weight because they're like, well, I'm training less. So I'm expending less energy. So should I eat less? But your activity really shouldn't be declining too much. And your total daily energy expenditure won't be much different since you are still trying to stay active during this time with some easy cardio. So I wouldn't worry about changing your calories much during this time. And again, I wouldn't get obsessive about it. For me, I just like, I just walk. I don't worry about it and I don't change my eating at all. My guess is that keeping protein high during this time will be important though, because keeping that abundance of amino acids so protein breakdown is not exceeding protein synthesis um, and not leading to muscle loss is going to be important. So making sure that you're still keeping your protein high during this time. So... Those are, that's reset weeks and deload weeks and how deload weeks and reset weeks can really be beneficial to your overall progress. Don't be afraid of them. They can really help move you forward. Okay. If you've been wanting to try my fitness program, Evlo, this is where we integrate all of the things that we talk about on the podcast into a follow along training program where we teach fitness classes. All the fitness classes are taught by doctors of physical therapy and we just launched a new app and I'm so excited about it. I want to tell you about it because, um, I kind of touched on our new app in how we track reset week. So a little background on this, I'll give you a little insight, a little behind the scenes. So we were using a platform to deliver our classes and build our apps. And this is kind of like a white labeled platform. It was more or less plug and play. Like we could arrange the classes kind of and input all of our content, but we couldn't add any customized features because we weren't allowed to adjust the custom code. So we couldn't like when members were asking for things, we couldn't really change much besides like the classes themselves. And this was really great for us to kind of get us off the ground in the beginning, but we've, we've outgrown it. And our members have been asking for certain features that we just couldn't add. So we went fully custom. 
meaning that we built an entirely new platform from the ground up. And this process has been such a labor of love. It's been so much fun, but it's taken months and months. And in all honesty, it's very expensive, but the end result is we think truly going to help you get results and stay consistent because the tech of this app just makes everything that much easier and that much more enjoyable. So our hope is that it just makes exercising and staying consistent even more seamless into your life. We are dedicated to constantly improving not only our classes by always staying fresh with what the science is saying and changing things if the science is changing, but we also want to over-deliver in how we are serving you the technology and the technology that we use. We want this to feel like a premium experience for all of you, and I'm really committed to that. So I want to talk about just a couple of features that I'm really excited about, and you'll just have to download the app to see all of it for yourself. But the first is music, and music was something that people, our members have been asking for for such a long time. Again, I want to give you a little behind the scenes here because not a lot of people know this. I think it's kind of interesting. So the copyright laws... Um, around music prohibit you from using popular music over recorded fitness classes. So big fitness platforms will literally spend millions and millions a year on the proper licensing to be able to play songs from artists that we all know. Like you wouldn't, it wouldn't be legal for me to play like a Justin Bieber song over my class without first finding the proper licensing and paying for it and paying for it like per listen, like it gets very, very expensive and small businesses. It's just, it's not economically feasible for small businesses. So again, this process of adding music to classes, at least popular music requires a lot of legal counsel, requires a lot of money, which is why we just had our playlists linked separately. And you had to play the playlist from a separate device. It was kind of the best we could do with, again, our platform that we couldn't add any custom code over. So it was the best thing that we could do, but we had members, you know, wanting to hear the music over the class, which is totally reasonable. With this new app, we've integrated a feature where you can now play music within the app and within class, you'll be able to play music on top. It's amazing because you can change the station that you play. So you don't have to listen to our music. You can play hip hop, rock, EDM, pop. You can select which station you want. You can adjust the instructor volume or the music volume. So if you want to crank the music and turn us down, you could do that or vice versa, or you could turn the music off altogether. We heard from a lot of people who wanted to take our classes in the gym and they still do, but they weren't able to play the music. So we're super excited about this new feature. Music, what's really interesting is that this isn't just like a vanity thing. Music has um, helps you release dopamine, which can help with your consistency with exercise, like drive that neural connection, that neural wiring between you staying consistent with your exercise routine. So this was a big reason for us to switch to a customized app, and it's a really big feature add. And then the last thing I want to touch on is a customized homepage. Again, I think another big issue with a lot of fitness apps is the lack of programming or there's just a lot of classes to choose from and you end up scrolling a bunch and decision fatigue takes over. And by the time you've clicked play on your workout, you're like already tired because you're like, I just don't even know. I just expended a lot of energy just to find this one class. So not only do we have follow-along classes, we tell you exactly what to do during the class, but we pride ourselves in programming to completely take away the guesswork. So when you join, 
you fill out this assessment that will create a, a customized home page just for you. So your workout of the day will be at the very top of that home page. And so you don't have to literally not make a single decision. You just go to your home page and click that workout. It's right there. You don't have to look at anything else if you don't want to. And then right below that, we'll have the rest of your workouts for the week. So the other four or five workouts that you have um, right under there. And the ones that you've taken for that week will be grayed out. So you'll know exactly which ones you've taken. You'll see what's coming up for the rest of the week. There's zero scrolling to try to find a class, zero guesswork. And there's so many more features. We really thought about what would make this app ideal, what would make it so that you could see the best results and have a truly enjoyable experience. It's really important to us for us to over-deliver to our members. And we didn't even change the price. So if you want to try it, you can visit evlofitness.com. We have a 14-day free trial. If you've never tried it, check it out, see what you think. And that is it. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.